Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Welcome to Thrive Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Kendall Page. She's a career coach that has worked in career services and recruitment for over eight years. She has helped 500 plus people all over the U.S. land a new job through her personalized coaching sessions. And she loves to share her expertise in resume writing, LinkedIn optimization, and other job search strategies. Welcome to the show, Kendall. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. Yeah. So can you share a little bit about your journey with becoming a career coach and how you ended up where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So I've, you know, done a lot of different things in my life, but I would say that like my journey to becoming a career coach really started with my time as a teacher. I did a program called Teach for America and I moved to Jacksonville, Florida, and I taught for two years. And, you know, even though with children at that time, I really learned the skill set of coaching and teaching, creating lesson plans and all of that really kind of built up that knowledge. And that led into working in recruitment and selection actually for a school district. And so with that, I learned the HR side of things and I learned about selecting candidates, identifying candidates, interviewing people, being able to really have the opportunity to look at resumes and understand from that side kind of what we were looking for in resumes and for teaching and staff positions. And so a lot of that was recruitment oriented. And then I ended up moving to Orlando where I worked with youth and young adults. So they were actually a homeless shelter for youth and they were 18 to 20 years old. So they were looking for their first job and really looking to become financially stable. And it was a necessity for them. And so I ended up creating at that time an employment program to support that, to support their search. And it was heavily focused on resumes, creating their first resume really, and being able to highlight skills and things maybe they had done in school, volunteer work, and trying to pull that together to show some experience and then connecting with employers in the area to help within the networking piece of that. And of course, working on interview preparation too, and getting them into those positions so that they could get an apartment and, you know, really be able to live a better life. And so that's kind of how I got started with the career coaching. And then I moved back to my hometown in Louisville, where I worked for a nonprofit and it became more doing more individual sessions, more individual personalized sessions with people on their resume and more of that work connecting with employers and really learning what recruiters were looking for so that we could have an understanding of that, of what to present. And I feel like, you know, a lot of kind of where I got today and being an entrepreneur was really, you know, I was struggling a lot at that time personally with like just kind of mental health and being happy. And I, you know, for myself was really trying to, there's this lyric from that Drake has that says, know yourself, know your worth. And so I just remember thinking about that when I was working for the nonprofit and really trying to understand 
my skill set and my strengths and being able to utilize that in some way that, you know, had a sense of purpose. And I think that's what we're all looking for. Honestly, all the clients that I'm working with, I remind them of that all the time to really know yourself and know your worth. In the organization, you know, where I was working, I was, you know, I was doing a lot of work and having a lot of innovative ideas and things like that. And sometimes like as a woman and being young, you feel like you're not being heard and those ideas don't get taken. And so I remember specifically someone saying to me, you need to stay in your lane. And that just always will stick with me. I was like, well, I don't want to stay in my lane. I want to create my lane. I want to make my own lane. And that's, again, when people are coming to me, my clients are coming to me and saying they want a job change or they want to do something new or they want to move up and they feel like stagnant in their work. I think about that, that, you know, don't have to stay in a lane. There's something else that we can be doing and understanding what our value and our worth is and being able to utilize that and highlight that on paper with the resume, but also in your conversations with employers. And so that's kind of the, how my journey began. And then in 2020, I became an entrepreneur with the birth of Resume Page, my business, and it was actually during the pandemic. So resumes weren't anymore, just, they weren't like an accessory. They were more of a necessity and something that people needed because there was this time of uncertainty and a lot of people are losing their jobs and not just losing their jobs, but kind of having that time during quarantine to sit and reflect on what they want to be doing. And maybe that they do want to be doing something different. And I get a lot of that where people come to me and they've said, I've had so much time at home to think. And now I realize I, I need a change. And they come to me for that reason too. So that's really how resume page just kind of grew. And I got more and more clients and I realized like, I don't have to be working for someone else. I can do this on my own, which is allowed for me to do so many things and experience so much more having that flexibility. So that's kind of how I got to where I am today. In your journey, what are you grateful for now? I'm so grateful for so many things, but I would definitely say just like, I am grateful for my life. Like, it seems like such a broad statement, but it's so true. I, you know, mentioned that, you know, I struggled a lot before the start of my business and I've had to go through a lot to get to a better place, but I feel like I'm so grateful for time, for reclaiming my time back and being able to use it in the way that I want to use it and having, you know, a support of people I love, family and friends. And, you know, my dad has been super supportive and having, you know, friends that I've been able to just connect with and who have been rooting me on, cheering me on in my journey. I'm so grateful for them and just new experiences. I'm actually in Greece right now working abroad and to be able to work remotely is something I wouldn't have dreamed was possible. But now that, you know, I'm completely virtual and I control my schedule and I control what I do, I'm able to do that. And I'm beyond grateful for these new experiences. That's really exciting. You help people with LinkedIn, harnessing LinkedIn for their job search. What's one way that an individual that's listening can harness LinkedIn for job searching? And can they do that if they're currently employed? Like if they're not sure they want Larry to know that, that they're job searching, how does that work? 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn. I use LinkedIn currently for business purposes, but I work with clients all over the country in, you know, building up their profile. And I tell people that LinkedIn works in two ways. One is to bring people to you, to your profile. And that's using like keyword optimization and making sure that you're hitting on some of the key things that recruiters and employers are searching for through the LinkedIn platform. And then it's also reaching out to people. So it's using LinkedIn to make connections, send messages, and really get in front of people. Whereas, you know, if you're just kind of applying online, you don't really have that opportunity as much. So it kind of takes it to the next level. And the second part of that you said was, you know, about if you're currently employed, you know, if you're concerned about that. And I've had people tell me that, you know, they maybe their, you know, their employer is kind of watching their profile, but there's so many things that you can do that's really keyword oriented that your current employer would never know that you've changed or updated. And it's kind of done throughout your profile. So it's things that they necessarily wouldn't see. And then, you know, it's also the things that you're doing, being proactive on sending messages, reaching out to people, those things are private. And usually, kept confidential because that's what other, you know, recruiters and HR people are supposed to be doing is keeping things confidential. So you can absolutely use LinkedIn regularly without, you know, having that concern. And when I work with clients, we talk through that, you know, if there's specific things they don't want to change, like maybe a headline, what appears underneath their name, maybe they don't want to change that because their employer may see it. We can still work around that, but I'm a huge fan of, I've had so many clients do well, you know, because of the pandemic, we've had more, just, I've had so many more people telling me that they've gotten their jobs through LinkedIn. They've gotten interviews through LinkedIn and it's made the difference for them. Yeah. I'm a big fan of LinkedIn as well. I just feel like people are there for a purpose and they're serious. And so it's easier to reach out to people and connect for business and career purposes. So I absolutely agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's how we connected actually. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm on LinkedIn a lot. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm very grateful for that. (laughs) Yeah. So how do you work with individuals to create the best resume for their job search? I'm a little bit different from other resume writers out there. Most resume writers, what they'll do is they'll talk with you for a few minutes, kind of interview you, and then they'll go create a document on your behalf and they'll go write it for you. But what I like to do is really involve my clients in the process. So I set up a Zoom call and we do a screen share and we both look at the resume together and they provide their input As far as the experience, the accomplishments they've had, results they've had, all of that comes from them. And it's a really personal document. So that's why I like to have them there collaborating with me. And then I'm helping with the writing, the creating, the layout, all of that. But mostly, you know, the main reason why I like to do it together with them instead of going off and writing is I like to look at the strategy behind the resume. So as you may know, when you apply online, you're applying into a system called an ATS or an applicant tracking system, and it's scanning through and what they're doing, the recruiters are putting in keywords that they want, you know, to pull up from resumes. And so you want to think about keywords, but you also want to think about when someone pulls up that resume that they see the very clear alignment 
between your experience and that job. And so sometimes it's looking at transferable skills. So things that you've done within a job and not just being solely focused on job titles and you know specific things like that. It's more focused on the results that you've had, the accomplishments, projects that you've worked on that are most relevant to what you're applying to. And that's how you get noticed. That's how I see the difference. People will come to me with a resume and it's a good resume. It, it goes over what they've done in their job, but when we change it and we make it customized toward a specific position, then they see that they start getting hits. And I show people how to do that. So you don't have to keep going back to a resume writer. That's why I do my calls live is to show you that process and make sure that my clients feel comfortable moving forward. So if they applied for different types of roles, they know how to customize it. What I like to focus on is the targeting aspect of it. So there's a lot of platforms out there you go to, to submit a resume and cover letter is optional. Why are cover letters important? Because I've actually seen a lot of people that are searching for jobs that actually feel very strongly against the cover letter. And I've seen that. So that's why I'm asking this question. Cover letters are kind of, you know, they originally were existed because you used to mail off your resume and put a cover letter on the top, print it out and all of that. And that would be introducing yourself and all of that. But now it's kind of changed because everything is done online and people are uploading their documents. So it's kind of different, you know, concept. And so what I like to get my information from recruiters and HR people because they're the ones looking at, you know, the documents, the materials. And what majority of recruiters say is that they're not really focused on the cover letter. They are mostly starting with that resume, scanning through, looking at the resume maybe for 10 seconds or so to decide if they want to keep reading and call that person. And then they're also sourcing on LinkedIn. So those are the two main things that I focus on. However, I do look at cover letters often because a lot of times the cover letter is giving that additional kind of piece, that additional material to show that you are really truly interested in that job. You took the time to write additional information for that and customize the cover letter as well. And a lot of jobs, they want to see your writing. So it kind of acts as a writing sample too. So if someone is going for something where you need creative writing or communication skills, then that would be something that I would say, look, I want to make sure we're taking a look at your cover letter and making sure that that really addressing what they're looking for, good grammar, all of that within the cover letter. So yes, I mean, it's a complex answer because not all recruiters are focused on that, but it does just essentially say, hey, I've taken this extra time to put in writing, to explain more about my accomplishments and kind of also if they're looking at multiple candidates, you're going to maybe stand out a little bit more if you have that additional material added in with it. So that's what I usually talk to my clients about when it comes to cover letters. Besides applying for jobs online, what other activities can they do to increase their chance of getting a job? I'm all about the networking, this phrase at all, but it's about, you know, not about what you know, about who you know. And I do believe it's about your strengths and what you know, but I also believe when it comes to getting a job, the way that our culture is that it is about being connected and having some kind of personal touch, you know, touch point with someone. And so usually I'll have people come to me and they'll say, I've sent out hundreds of resumes, done hundreds of job applications, and I'm not getting any feedback at all. No one has contacted me or responded. And so what I'll say is like, are you using LinkedIn? 
Are you following up on that application? Because that makes all the difference. If they're, you have to think about from their end, the employer's end, if they're receiving hundreds of resumes in a week or however long, a month, then it really is going to help if you reach out and kind of introduce yourself. So that could be through LinkedIn, that can be even through a phone call, but some way to follow up and show that interest be, you know, somewhat persistent and make it so that you stand out. Because I remember when I was working in recruitment, especially for the school district, I would remember, I mean, there was maybe one or two people actually called in to ask about their application. And we received thousands of applications. It was a huge school district. So when they called, I would go pull their application. I would review their materials. I felt like they took the time to reach out. It just kind of put them at the forefront of my mind. And so it's the same way when you're applying to jobs is to make sure that you're doing that. That's good. So what are some top mistakes that people make when they're out there looking for a job? Kind of the things that I talked about is definitely with the targeting, a lot of people send off a blanket resume and they send the same resume for every job, whether it's a sales manager job, a sales representative job, or an operations job. They may be applying to a little bit of everything and they're sending the exact same resume, but you do want to target and adjust it for each position because it's not going to always fit. So you want to make sure it's fitting that job description. So that's definitely one. And then it's also kind of what I just said about reaching out and following up, because if you're just kind of sitting and waiting for your application to be seen, a lot of times you won't be seen. And we do some great transformations on the resumes, but if it's never seen, it's not going to do you any good. So we want to make sure that you're reaching out and making those connections, networking, using your current networks. A lot of times it's, you know, through people, you know, or friends or former coworkers that can help connect you with people. And that's where I see the difference when it comes to applying. So when you are making these resumes so that they're very specific for a position, let's say somebody has tons of qualifications and maybe that one position only needs one of those things. They they don't need you to know all of this other. Do you remove everything or do you just keep what's relevant under like, say, your achievements under a particular job that you had? Yeah, I like to really have the resume focus on what's most relevant. So that may mean removing something. So a lot of times I'll see you know, resumes that go super far back into time. And so maybe they've been working for 20 years and they're including all of everything that they've done, but it's not really necessary. They want to see usually what's most recent and what's most relevant. So if you have some other things that you want to mention, you want to think about, are those skills potentially relevant? So it, maybe they say that they're looking for you know, technology skills, and you want to list some of the technologies that you use, whether it's Salesforce or some CRM systems or something like that, then that might be something that you want to include based on what you're inferring from the job description. But, you know, if you used to work on cars and, you know, car maintenance, and now you're applying for more of a sales role within the car industry, you maybe don't need to include some of those things. So it's kind of thinking about, you know, what is relevant and should you include it based on that job description? I like that. So what are some of your client success stories? I've had a lot of people lately just have so much success with LinkedIn. I know you keep talking about LinkedIn, but multiple people lately, almost within days, they're messaging me saying that they're getting interviews and days of having a new resume and a new LinkedIn profile and how that optimization has just completely changed, transformed their search. 
I get that a lot from a lot of different clients. I actually recently had a client who was working in operations management and they were really wanting to get into marketing and they had you know, gone back to school to get a degree and they were doing a little bit of work on the side for that and ended up getting a marketing specialist role and were super excited because it was kind of like it was a change. It was a transition, a career change. And I love all my clients, but I really love when I see someone come to me and we completely are able to transform that resume and show the relevance. Again, looking at the relevant skills, pulling out project work, anything that we can to highlight towards that so that they can move in a different direction and essentially be happy, you know, be able to be in something that gives them, you know, purpose and joy and all of that. So that's a recent one that was really exciting. I've had someone get a job at Twitter, which was really exciting for me and DoorDash, like some really good companies kind of that, you know, it's just exciting to hear about. And I love hearing back from my clients. I hear from them like every few days I get messages from people and it's really exciting. What do you think your truth has been that has gotten you this far in your journey? My truth would be about, you know, just being present. I think about the word surrender. There's this person who I listen to who does like guided meditations. Her name is Sarah Blondin. And she has this meditation called surrender actually. And it's about going with the flow, being like water and flowing and not worrying about the rocks that you may hit along the way. And that to me is just something that I always think about because, you know, as I mentioned before, just like, you know, really struggling personally, having those personal struggles, like I've learned to get to a place where it's in the present moment and I'm focused on the present I'm focused on being in my flow state and being able to focus on the client that's right in front of me, focus on that resume, listening, really intently listening and being able to understand what it is that they need to get out of that session so that I can help them do that and help them see their strengths, know their value and know their worth. And I think that's what's really made the difference for me. You know, they say like depression is worrying about the past and anxiety is worrying about the future. So if you can find that middle point and just be here, be not, you know, right here, right now in the present moment, it's hard. I'm not going to say that I am perfect at it at all, but it's something that I work on every day, every morning when I wake up, like be in the present mind, be grateful. Just like, you know, I mentioned, I'm able to travel now. I'm just so grateful for these experiences, for the people I've met and being able to just not worry, not be so concerned about what the future may hold even as an entrepreneur, I don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. I don't know if I'm going to have enough clients tomorrow, but I'm not going to spend all day, you know, worrying about that. I'm just going to be present with what's happening right now. So I would say that's really made the difference for me and kind of been a life changing thing for me. And kind of, I keep that at the forefront when I think about my business too. I like that. I actually heard this morning, someone say that the present is a gift. That's why it's called the present. Yes, I and that, that stuck with me because it's like, oh yeah, right now is a present. And it's really a gift. It's such it a is. gift to be alive and to have new experiences and, you know, meet people. And, you know, it really is a gift. And, you know, before, you know, when I was really struggling, I was just not wanting to be here. I didn't want to live. I like really went through that and I had to get to a point 
of, you know, releasing that. And now I feel like I wake up like, thank you. I have the opportunity to live and I'm grateful. And it's not always going to be what maybe I expected to be how I wanted the day to go. But if I can accept it and be present with it, there's always a lesson there. Even if it's not the best day in the world, you can always learn from that day. You can learn from those experiences. And so I try to just, you know, take that for what it is. And it's helped me a lot. Yeah. I truly believe that's where happiness is found is in the moment. Yes. Yes. So if you're able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started your journey, what would it be? I think it would go back to, you know, being present and kind of what I said about not worrying about the rocks you may hit along the way is there was another quote that I go back to. There's someone else that I follow, Light Watkins, who's really amazing as well. And he talked about that, like, in the end, it's never really about the goal. It's about being fully engaged in the process. That's the goal. And it's kind of like what they say, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. That is kind of what I would, you know, go back to myself even a year ago and say, just enjoy the journey, enjoy the moment, the learning of it, how to market my business, coming up with a logo, like all the steps I had to take. Part of me is like concerned, is this going to be able to support me? Am I going to be able to do the things I want to do? But instead just going, being process oriented. And I think that works so well with what I do as a resume writer, because it is process oriented. It's going through a process with someone as, you know, clients with me going through them together, building out their resume and looking at their strengths and experiences and to like hear them say, oh my gosh, look, I have done these things. I can do this job. Cause I get that so much like should I be looking at manager level jobs or should I be looking at VP jobs? Is that really appropriate? Because this is all that I've done. And like, instead of this is all that I've done, this is all you've done. These are wonderful things that you've accomplished. And maybe you haven't felt that's been appreciated or valued where you currently are. But as an outside person, I can tell you what amazing things you've done and going through that process together. And so I think that you know, I would tell myself that too. I think we all need to work on that, but like everyone is valuable. Everyone is important and has a role to play and not being so concerned about where am I going to end up? What's going to be my next job, but just being present in the moment. That's definitely what I would tell myself to have a little bit less stress. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. If there are people that are listening and they want to check out your services and possibly work with you, what's the best way to reach you? You can definitely find me on LinkedIn. My name is Kendall Page, P-A-I-G-E. And my business is called Resume Page, P-A-I-G-E. It's a play on page. And my website is www.myresumepage.com. That's the best way to reach me because you can actually schedule a free consultation through the website and that will go directly to my calendar. Or you can feel free to send me a message through LinkedIn, whatever is easiest for you. But I would be happy to talk to anyone, even just wants me to take a look at your resume and give you some feedback. Sometimes it's hard to know and it's nice just to have an outside viewpoint. And I'm always happy to do that. Perfect. I will link all of those links down below as well. Kendall, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your journey and all of your wisdom. It's been great. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I'm just so glad you reached out. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Yes. And thank you everyone for listening today. If you want more information about our podcast, you can go to a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone. And we'll see you in the next podcast.